Back Pocket presents Golden Nuggets. There are golden nuggets in every podcast we do. Here are our three golden nuggets. Enjoy. This is phenomenal. I mean, there's <laughs> so much to go off of here. So I'm going to try to um, tackle it piece by piece. Rain me in. Rain, rain, rain you, Andrew. Say what's yeah, on De- your mind. Declan's Andrew. probably got a whole, totally different route, but this is where I'll start. First off, my hair was standing up when you were talking about just fitness in general and and like the modern day church. I mean, I just came back from altar one hour ago and the amount of times that I went, I can do this. I can't do this. I can do this. I can't do this was insurmountable. Countless. Like, I don't even know how many times I said that in my mind. And then you have Vinny or someone around you pushing themselves and Vinny's encouraging you to get that next rep and just, Oh, I can do this. And it's that I'm getting broken physically, but mentally there's people around me to support me. And I'm also getting broken down mentally, but there's people again, supporting you. So you're spot on with that. And I completely vibe with every single thing you're saying. Um, and then going back even farther to like those assumptions that when you walk into a room, it doesn't even need to be fitness, but you kind of analyze, um, how people are feeling, how people speak, um, how people walk, um, every, everything from the feng shui in the room. Yeah. Um, and I'm curious if you've trained your mind over time to do, to act this way, or has that been something innate in you from the, from the get go to walk into a room and immediately s- absorb everything around you? I think it's a little bit of yes and yes. Uh, <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. like, like how often do you, like when you're a kid, you just like go, am I as weird as I think that I am or, or is this something I'll grow out of? And I think we're getting better and better at supporting the weirdness that that we feel as as young people and going like, hey, what is that and where is that growing to? I have spent a lot of time within, and and I'll say in in, in the youth directing chapter, but also it mainly in the fitness chapter where, um, like we're introducing people to Santa Claus, like 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 we're saying, hey, you've never been in this space before, and we're telling you that that it's magical and that and that that we look at we 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 look at each other in in a, in a way that you've never been looked at before and you feel things that you never felt before and people go Psh. because it normally people walk into a space where they may end up having to transact money and funds and invest and it ends up becoming a, a sales thing but in reality if we actually buy and believe into what we're investing in the money is 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 a secondary thing it's like hey okay i get it not now i invest so um when I was opening core power studios around the United States or, um, you know, when I was, you know, uh, you know, walking into a, a place like solid core, um, which is a really unique workout that is really hard to understand until you walk into it. Um, and all these places where, and we were talking a little bit, a little bit before fitness is often set up as the, if it's successful, it's like, Oh my gosh, it was so hard. I thought I was going to die. It was horrible. And I can't wait to go back. That doesn't sound very good to someone who hasn't been there yet, especially if they're not a person in that 3% of people who feel safe being that close to their edge of their physical capacity. Um, So I think I've trained myself very much to be sensitive to all the things that people walk into spaces like this with, that they won't say out loud, that they may not even know is there. Um, the the assumption that the words in shape um, mean that this is going to be an easy, enjoyable experience to to work out, to move, to sweat, to feel, to find that edge, and then to go, what do I do now that I'm here? I think if we can retrain and redefine those words into being, 
I appreciate the journey of maybe going past that edge of having to stop, of having to take a break, of having to take an option and to go, and this does not make me lesser of a human being. Um, I mean, again, like you guys are, are collegiate athletes who forever are going to look back at your times and go, these are the moments that I was absolutely capable and strong and succeeded. And here are the times that I was not capable nor strong and I succeeded. And all of a sudden we go, so what are the rules? What are the steps? There aren't any. It's messy. It's hard. And I've spent the last nine years getting to be in spaces like this and going, hey, what can we create? And what's here that may not be being seen right now? How do you, so how do you manifest like a space? Because a lot of what you're saying is, um, you know, we're using fitness as the platform. We're using like alter as an example for this space that is kind of like this utopian type awesome thing. And it is, um, but how do you go to, from the idea of this space of what you want to accomplish, your why everything, and then manifesting that maybe outside of fitness or something else, or maybe something that you actually something else that you believe in how do how does it what's like the step one you know yeah uh step one is and i feel like this is i think this word still has a little bit of potency left but we're definitely probably tapping it um the concept of vulnerability okay if you can find a space where you can be extremely uncomfortable in uh i started a a little project i actually changed my instagram name a handful of months ago to uh the sweaty nomad um the idea was um, with the Sweaty Nomad project, I was going to go into a different space every single day to to sweat. Um, and I did it for a month and it was it was exhausting and enriching and mind blowing and really fruitful. Um, what were some of the places that you experienced? Was it all fitness or was it like meditation and even sweating and like those experiences? So it, it, it within this first month, it was all, um, it, it, it was all some degree of, 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 of workout of, of, of movement. Uh, and then as classic as, as my narrative often goes, I got so overwhelmed and so, um, flooded with the opportunity because by the time I got two, three weeks into this, I was getting messages from people. I mean, I was getting messages from people in Australia being like, Hey, you, you, Hey, come here. Hey, Hey, try, try this. Hey, do this. Hey, da, 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 da. Because what I was providing and then I was, I was Instagram living, um, um, afterwards. Um, and I wanted to do it in as non, um, shaped and, and, and packaged type of way to be like, Hey, I just got done. Here's, here's what I'm thinking about. And the thing that I took away, and I think the thing a lot of people took away was that it's hard to recreate that moment that people feel the first time they walk in somewhere. Because the goal of ent- of any entity is to get people past discomfort to comfort so then they can join the party. But that means you spend that long in a moment of discomfort, and that's the biggest moment for anybody within their their narrative with within their physical journey within any, within any journey that they're walking into in terms of like per- personal growth personal and... growth yeah like gotcha. like uh wh- where am i going to college um uh where do i when am i going to propose who am i who am i going to work for um am i going to like still be a twins fan next season you know, like <laughs> like 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 all these things bring you to the place that you having to risk being open 
Uh, and in that, in that moment of vulnerability, I'm really, really blessed to every single morning wake up with a great deal of, I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to go do all the things that I have to do. Like when, whenever I actually uh, have to coach. Um, so um, I don't do it a lot anymore outside of um, Fitbit local events or I coach a couple classes a week at Orange Theory the whole day before I have a stomach ache. Because I'm just like, oh, like to be on and to be on microphone and to be to be that the 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 lens shaper for for people's experiences, which I know the powerful things that happen in moments like that. I'm I'm scared out of my uh, out of my mind, because what if I mess up their experience? That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. I think, but I think comedy for you is what's in your back pocket. So I was going to ask this question, but I think we know the answer. It's like you, you're we'll see you're, what her answer is. Yeah. Don't, well, get, don't we'll put words you. in her mouth. I won't put words in her mouth. I just, no, I just we're think, close, but we're not that close. Yeah. Good point. You I shouldn't have said Michael it there. My, my whole point was just like, you're using comedy to like really be confident in what you're trying to do with your life. And mm-hmm. like yourself, you're using like the self-confidence is what you need in comedy to be funny a lot of the times. Yeah. And now you're, it's your, that's just an active weekly practice for you now. It's true. And of like all industries, right? Comedy is that one space where I think it's okay to look however you want to look because yeah. you can play that up, right? Mm-hmm. Like oh, yeah. every time. So fun fact, I actually went so far as to Google and then drive to a plastic surgery clinic. Um, this was maybe two years ago to look into like get evaluated for rhinoplasty because I was like at this breaking point. Oh man! And uh, and what's funny is he I get there, and he's like, oh, and he's like touching me. He's like, you have really bad skin. He's like, I don't I don't even know if you would notice a difference because your skin is so thick and porous. And then he just I was like, dude, like you're not helping the original region. I'm even here. Mm-hmm. And then um, he's like, you know what I would do for free if you if you got this and a chin implant, I'd give you free. Um, whatever the word is for when they like suck the fat out of your neck, and I just liposuction. It, I, I don't know. And I, I was like, in the, and I started to cry. And then he goes, "So if you're really serious about this, um, I'd like to see you not crying because clearly it's still an emotional thing for you, and I really need people in a good headspace." And I was like, "Dude, no!" I was like, "Just get me out of here." Yeah. And I walk out, and the lady at the front, she's like, "How was your experience?" And like we're talking, and I like start to walk out. She's like, "Oh, ma'am, that'll be seventy-five dollars." Yeah, for the evaluation. For the constants. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. First off, that guy stinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and he also called out my ears. I was like, dude, this is the worst decision I've ever made because yeah. now I can't. Oh. Yeah. What a, what a loser. That so, guy sucks. I know that's like his job and like that's what he's like supposed to, but you, what what a low life. Right. Yeah. So I bring up that story because that's where I was two years ago, right? Like, and we live in this world of social media where like we can get to those breaking points to the point where I was like, would I rather save up this money for vacation or shell out eight grand for a nose job? And then like doing comedy has been the most fulfilling thing and rewarding thing because I realized like I can just be who I am on stage mm-hmm. and people, they, they want to know if you're funny and they want to hang out with you no matter what you look like. And Declan, you can attest to this, and Andrew, like, just from going to the shows, people come in all shapes, sizes, colors, backgrounds, walks of life, styles, deliveries, ambitions, all over. And it's the most beautiful thing. And, like, almost every night, I just, like, I say a prayer. I'm like, thank you, God, for getting me into comedy, because it's wonderful. Oh, Dude, my God. And my hair standing up that when is, I say that type of stuff, because that is an awesome moment. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, that is 
so true. And it's awesome to hear that. And um, just like a quick example was your fire in your house <laughs> and then the LASIK, how you just got LASIK and you literally did a show a bit with your LASIK fast <laughs> sunglasses on. I wish we had the picture. We should pull it up or something so Andrew could see it. But it is hysterical it. and just kind of reinforces the whole point of like, hey, you can go up however you want to look. This is a great example of just like send it, dude. And <laughs> I was arguably that was one of your funnier bits that I saw. So. I appreciate that. That I was do. hilarious. Appreciate that. I think um, and I want to bring up this next one because it was like, you know, hairs raised for me when I yeah. heard it. I was texting with Corey because like literally if I miss Sisyphus, I have the worst FOMO and I will text Corey. I'm like, how's the show? Or I'll text you. Like you, the last like two weeks I haven't been able to go. And I was like, dude, was it packed? Who was there? Send me a picture of the list. Like, I just want to know what went on. Um, but so one of those nights I was asking Corey how the show was and, um, and he's like, oh yeah, I was really busy. A lot of re- resolutioners. So like it having been January, people like yeah. have that on their bucket list. And, um, and I was like, I have a random question. Oh, yeah. He's like, a lot of them probably won't stick around. I was like, I have a random question for you. Like, are you surprised that I stuck around? And he goes, I always knew you had, like, the potential and that you should. I just didn't know if you wanted to. And then he goes, but I knew when that changed. He goes, I know this set. Then I knew you were going to stick around. I was like, whoa, what was that? And he goes, it's when you came in and you did New Kids, which is a 10-minute set. It was my first 10-minute set. He goes, you had just been laid off the day before. You came in and you crushed venting. And that, to me, was so... Oh, my mind was blown. And I had never been so touched before because you, we talk about styles. I've never felt like I'm not I'm not a Bill Burr. I'm not like angry venting style. And even if you watch the video, it's on YouTube, uh, you, uh, I'm not like getting angry, but I'm like step by step recounting this thing that had just happened the day prior. And my first four minutes were about getting laid off. And then I kept shaping that. I kept fine tuning it. And that was like the magnum opus of my material up until that point. Mm-hmm. And I was so grateful I'd been laid off because I really was like trying, I was struggling tapping into like realness and, and bringing me on stage. And we talked about the voice thing. I was like, why was that laughter? So it was the most electric performance I've had. And I was like, oh, I think I'm tapping into something because when I wrote that, I would compare it to like when you write a, uh, a wedding speech and like, you kind of know where jokes will go, but it's just so natural. You're writing about someone, you know, and love. I was writing about this experience that I was close to and it was so natural for me to write about and then so personal and tell it in that conversational style that then Corey was like, yeah, that was you tapping into your style. And he goes, it's the dragon we all chase and you're going to keep on chasing it. Mm. Dude, it's the problem you're going to keep trying to solve. Yeah. Oh, man. This is That's getting so deep. How cool is it that Corey was just like that thoughtful to like give you that type of response because Mm -hmm. that's so meaningful when someone can truly tap into your comedy career and say this is when i actually saw like hey this is you're real like this is your real passion and you're and it's showing my what do you learn today is that uh andrew's kind of self-centered and he's uh he's letting this fame get to his head so, oh. or, or, did I, say, I meant Declan, not Andrew. Declan. Oh. Declan, sorry, sorry. I was looking at Andrew when I said that. Damn. So, Damn. so here's the thing. All right, I so. that was perfect. Then, here we I go. I literally just hyped. Okay, no, okay, here's the thing. So, uh, back pocket's blowing up. Obviously, there's like no denying that. 
We're getting a little. You guys are getting a little famous. Okay. I've had a couple people recognize me at the bars from this from this podcast. You're getting famous. I'm sure you guys have had the same situations. All right. So when you get fame, you can either you know be humble, down to earth, like Andrew. Andrew, I applaud you for how you handle the fame. Thanks. Or you can get like Declan and just uh, become a crappy human, forget where you came from, and forget your roots. What? So so let's uh, let's let's back up here for my reasoning. Declan's just <laughs> he's just he's pissed. Right? All right. Here's this thing. Declan's birthday was on Saturday. All right. I don't. I'm not a big birthday guy. I literally remember one birthday besides mine, and it's my little brother's. And the only reason I remember it is because we have the same birthday. So that's the only reason why I remember it. So I, I'll go on Facebook if I see the, the like birthday thing. I'll be like, all right, well, let's just see whose it is. If I really care about them, I'll wish my birthday some 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 way. Saturday, get up in the morning. All right, <laughs> look at Facebook. Oh, Declan's birthday. I'd say we pretty. I say we're uh, pretty close. You know, working the same podcast. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, he just he just saw. I text Declan. I text Declan. Happy birthday, buddy. Glad to work with such a funny, successful, uh, motivated, hardworking guy. Enjoy your day. Oh, Nothing. Fuck. Nothing. So, I hit him so hard with the read receipt on accident. So, uh, you didn't respond to him? No. Oh, oh I, God, no. I know no. exactly I'm not, where he's going. He's too cool for me now. He's too famous. Oh, man. So I like to say, Andrew and all the other listeners, you know, if you have like something coming up with Declan, like you're going to get lunch or you need, you, like you're relying on him to. Help you move or something? Watch out, because he might just stand you up. So, that's my that's my uh, what you learned today. Decky, Decky, no response on his birthday. He showed some love, dude. You you are letting the fame get to your head. I'm on board with Sam. Sorry. You need to reflect. If you apologize, if you apologize and text me back, I'll. Aaron, Aaron, come here. Apologize. Aaron, okay, come on. Bring it in, man. Bring it in, man. It's okay. I didn't, I didn't mean it. It's like okay, that. man. It's okay. I didn't mean it like that. And then put the GoPro camera back. Yeah, knuckleheads. Sorry. Here we go. See me. Sometimes you just gotta make amends, and that's how you do it. Just hug it out. I apologize, Sam. I'll shoot you a text back. I don't know if you can tell or not, but after I was, the show, I kind of built that up. You did. That was, that was good. That was good. Thanks. Well done. Well done. I feel it was really good getting uh, that out on the table. But yeah, yeah I so. love your honesty. Thank you, Sam. Yeah. yeah. Good yeah. job. Good job for being humble, though. I'm sorry to cut you off. But thanks just, for holding. I, I can't. I can't say enough how how humble you are about all this fame coming at you, Andrew. Hey, thanks. Just an average guy here. It's you.